Thank you, Lord God, as we get to prepare our hearts and our minds for the Word. Thank you, Lord, that we can worship you freely. And thank you, God, that you will speak to all of us today as we dedicate this next few minutes to your Word. Hi, Church. Welcome to our 3 p.m. service here in Victory Green Hills. You know, before we get into what I will preach today, I just realized this, that we are in a time of great crisis. I know that the quarantine has been extended whenever we look at the data, especially around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we see the updates on the numbers. And lately, it's been very encouraging because the recoveries are higher. But at the same time, we actually look at it in a total picture and we see, is there progress happening? Some of you, my brothers and sisters, might feel like this is the biggest trial that we are facing as a nation. I believe that's true, but it's only in our generation. If we look at history, we can see a lot of things happen and it might have been worse for them. And that's why, for some reason, we can actually appreciate medical um, advancements because we are now a little bit more ready than the epidemic that we experienced in 1918. I haven't been born yet that time. I Maybe some of you were. But at the same time, uh, we know this, that we should learn from our past and our history. Why am I sharing this fact to you? You know, us as people of God, we also cherish the book of God, the Word of God, as part of our history. You know, the Bible has so many stories of how God has intervened and how God has spoken to His people time and time again when people meet crisis. And today, I want to share uh, a word of God found in the book of Chronicles, in the second book of Chronicles. You know, the book of Chronicles are stories of kings of the past, kings appointed and anointed by the Lord, and we get to uh, learn from how they have encountered challenges in their lives and how God has intervened as well. And I hope and pray that we will all get encouraged as we go through one passage of Scripture which is found in Second Chronicles chapter 7. Chapter 7 is the time where uh, King Solomon, considered as the wisest king of all, was uh, tasked by God and by his father, David, to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And it was a grand uh, project. He was able to build it. And now as he has built it, he has invited all the people of Israel, people of God, to worship God. As he prayed and uh, dedicated this uh, new house of the Lord, what happens? The glory of the Lord fills this temple. The Ark of the Covenant is now placed in its rightful home. And what happens? As they worship God, God has revealed Himself through fire. Merong pung dumating na fire and it is a symbol of the faithfulness in God and the presence of God in the lives of the people and in that temple. And so as the, the presence of the Lord uh, filled this new temple, this new house, they begin to worship God and for seven straight days, they did sacrifices, they thanked Him, they were praising Him, the gratefulness of the God that we serve and God that we have. And on the eighth day, Solomon, King Solomon now allows them, it is done. Soon after that, the Bible says, in where we are, the Lord appears 
through uh, in Solomon at night and he speaks to him and he gives him some tips or some instructions that he will have to tell the people of God. And we find that in verse 14. And it says here, if you have your Bibles, please open it to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And I want us to read it together. But if you don't have your Bibles with you today, we will flash this verse on the screen. And I hope that we get to uh, give reverence to the Word of God. Doesn't matter if you're at home, we can still worship and give reverence to the Word of God today. And so if you're there, you can read with me. Verse 14, it says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins and heal their land. This is our word for today. It starts with this. It says, If my people who are called by my name. What does that mean? In the NET version, it says, If my people who belong to me. The message version also says, My people, my God, define people. A good question to ask today is, Do we consider ourselves as people of God? In our lives today, do we consider and say that I am a follower of God, that I follow the ways of the Lord? This is the time where we can reflect, am I really a true believer? Do I walk in the ways of my God? And so, I believe that if your answer is yes, this message is for all of us. It doesn't give us qualifications of which kind of profession that are followers of God. It just says it is for God's people. And this is God's word for all of us today. It says, for my people to first humble themselves. We need to humble ourselves. Why? Because we can actually be doing things for the Lord with the wrong heart. We can be actually doing things for God with the wrong posture. Sometimes we can say, Lord, I'll do this and do that, so you have to do this for me. Parang may return, parang merong exchange between our prayers with God and how He will answer. Lord, if I donate, kailangan, bigyan mo rin ako ng kapalit, you will give me and bless me. God starts by calling all His people to humble ourselves. And so my first point that I want to share with you, out of the instructions of God to Solomon and to the people, He starts with our posture. God calls us, His servants, to humble ourselves. God starts with this kind of instruction because it's also a heart check. How are we today? How are we dealing with this time of being at home? Are we self-sufficient people or are we God-dependent people? You know, the world we live in talks about a lot about uh, being self-made people, self-sufficient. I can do things on my own. I can shop online. I don't need help from anyone. But the reality is, brothers and sisters, I hope you know this, that we cannot do anything apart from the grace of God. It's difficult to live our lives as believers without being dependent to God. What is the posture of our hearts today? Sometimes we also have this mindset that when, when we say we go to God or as people of God, we feel like 
we are the privileged ones. Ah, Lord, sinave mo naman ako eh. Yung mga nandyan, kaya sila nagsasuffer, kaya sila siguro nagkakasakit because they don't have you. That is not the right posture. Why? Because we are representations of the Lord. And so not only do we see ourselves, the Word of God reflects where we are and what we are going through, but the Word of God also reflects how we should look at the people around us. And that's what we're going to talk about more later as we progress with the Word of God today. And so it starts with a humble heart. It starts with knowing that we are fully dependent on God. To humble ourselves is to say, Lord, you are the king and I will follow you. This is the kind of life that God wants for us. That kingdom living. That when Jesus came, he was saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. We live in this kind of kingdom today. So, my challenge is, as we write down what we learned from the word today, the first thing that I want you to write down is this. We are called to humble ourselves. It creates that right posture, that right image, that God is our God and we are here, His servants, ready to serve Him. I found this quote online and it says, A posture of humility brings God's presence to my problem. You have to realize sometimes when we pray to God, when our hearts are not right, parang for me, no, uh, I was reflecting upon it, parang sabi siguro ni Lord, nagpray ka pa, eh, ikaw pa rin naman ang gagawa ng paraan. Nagpray ka pa, eh, parang mayabang ka pa rin naman. Humility makes us go down to our knees and say, Lord, I need you. You know, I hope you realize this today. People are breaking down and going down on their knees and saying, Lord, I need you. This is the time where the people of God are being prepared by the situation. And so if there's one thing that the, this situation has given us, all of us, people who worship Jesus, people who don't know Him, everyone today is realizing that they need someone to save them. It starts with our humility to Him. C.S. Lewis said this, True humility is not thinking less of yourself, it is thinking of yourself less. Gets nyo ba yun? Parang sometimes kasi humility is, Nako Lord, ano, hindi ko naman kailangan niya, parang kawawa naman ako. But humility is actually thinking of others. That the life that we live is not just about what we need. The life that we live is not just about our concerns. That it's thinking about other things and it is thinking about how God sees others being a blessing to others so this is my challenge as we progress and know the instructions of the Lord have a heart check today am I moving in humility or am I moving in pride Christians are not self-centered people we are called to be ambassadors of the people around us we are called to actually uh, be the salt and light the hands and feet of Jesus to this world so God says it starts with the right attitude. It's the right attitude in our minds. As we continue, it says, as we humble ourselves, God says we need to what? Pray. Our first thing that we need to do is pray. We have been praying for all our personal needs. Every day, Lord, I need this and that's good. But at the same time, I hope you know that prayer is not only made for us and our benefit. We are called to pray for others. 
the word pray in Hebrew is palal, which means to intervene. It's getting personally involved. When you pray for someone else, are you personally involved? You know, lately, I've been receiving uh, Facebook messages, um, text, Viber messages, even through Instagram, private messages of people asking for prayers. People who have lost their jobs, people who are sick, infected by this virus, people who don't, know, don't have the means to buy supplies, people who don't know what to do because their families need help and they can't go out. My question is, when we pray for people in need, are we personally involved? Does it consume us? Or is it just a prayer in passing na parang, Lord, have, uh, Lord, they need something in Jesus' name, Amen. And then we go through our life. Is our prayers in passing or in passion? Are we, uh, are we crying out to God uh, for the concerns of the people around us? I had, our, I had my victory group this week and we were also talking about prayer. And as we use that um, jump start that we had last Monday by Pastor Dennis through our um, Facebook uh, channel or in Facebook uh, page, we actually uh, talked about prayer. And for some reason, God impressed to me and to the group that I was discussing this to that when we pray to God, we actually are interceding for others. We're actually saying, as children of God, alam natin to, anak kayo ni Lord, tama? And so, as children of God, what we're doing for others is we are in- interceding. Ang ginagawa natin, no? Dad, ah, kailangan niya ng ganito. Dad, kailangan niya ng ganito. Please, grant them their prayers. Kailangan niya nito. And that's why now I realize that whenever people say, pag-pray mo naman ako, malakas ka kay Lord. Before I said, hindi, malakas ka din kay Lord. But the reality is, as people of God, malakas tayo kay Lord because we are not only His uh, servants, we are children of God. He loves us so much. What does that mean? We can actually go to Him and say, Father, I need you to, inter- I'm interceding for my friend, heal his mom, provide for his family. This is getting involved through prayer. It consumes us. It affects us. Tayo yung nagpa-follow up, na-answer na ba ni Lord yung prayer? Kung hindi pa, I will pray more. You know, this is the life that God has called us to. That we are called to pray for others. We're called to pray for this land, our country. We're called to pray for the people globally. We have uh, friends who have relatives abroad. We're not all, our prayers are not bound in the four walls of our houses. It reaches wherever we declare it to reach. When we are praying for people for in Italy, it will reach them in the name of Jesus. Why? Because whenever we pray, God works. And so this is the calling that God has given us today. I like what uh, Pastor Jay of our, of our church in China said during Jumpstart. He said, the policemen are called to uh, enforce the law. The government are called to organize the people. The businessmen are called to actually bless during this time of crisis. But as Christians, as followers of Jesus, as people of God, what is our calling? And it is to pray. 
It's to pray for one another. This is what God has called us to do. And we can do that any time of day. We can do that starting today. It's not something that when we are just prompted to and when we ask you to pray, you can do it. You can do it on your own. And we're going to talk about that, how to do that later towards the end of this preaching. Um, Pastor Jay also said, uh, as people are called to do this, as frontliners are called to battle the virus, they devote time. And this is what we realize in my victory group. Yung police, when they go on duty here in San Juan, I believe it's 12 hours straight. Nagbabantayan, hindi yan nagre-relax. When the businessmen, I'm sure, decided to donate, I'm sure they had a Zoom board meeting, they discussed it, how much will we donate? And so they put in time, they put in effort in their calling, in what they're called to do. As people of God, how do we pray? Do we put in time? Or is a 10-second prayer per day enough? We're called to pray for the government, our president. We're called to pray for the Senate, for unity. We're called to pray for our local government, our mayors, our barangay captains who are also frontliners. We're called to pray for them. How much time do we devote in prayer? In 24 hours that we have in a day, how much time do we pray? Is it more of just quick prayers? I pray. Or are we actually devoting time to pray? This is our calling, church. If you are beside someone, sabi mo sa kanya, God called you to pray. This is your calling. And I hope you guys are excited for this kind of calling because it's not uh, it's not because of uh, eloquence that you are. Uh, ito ito magaling magpray ito lang. Everyone can pray, no matter how simple or how deep your vocabulary is. We all are called to pray. So, what kind of prayers do you give today? Is it a in-passing prayer, or is it a passion prayer, where you are consumed, where you put yourself in the situation of our brothers and sisters as they go through trials today? I got reminded just now. Is the level of your prayer the same when you need something badly to, from God and when you are interceding for someone else? Ganong ka kapassionate. Does it also bring you down on your knees when you need something or when you are interceding for others? What's next? The Bible says, or the word that we are discussing, it says, Pray and then seek my face. To seek God. What does that mean? We see this all throughout the Psalms, uh, all throughout the Bible, that we seek the presence of God, we seek His face. Today, that we fall short, sometimes nagkakamali pa rin tayo, lumalabas pa rin yung mga yabang natin. Every time we do something against God, what happens? We feel we hide from God. We feel we, we go uh, farther from God. Ganun yung feeling. That's what sin does. It detaches us from our closeness with the Lord. And to seek God is to actually draw near to God, to draw closer to God. And it's actually a posture of the mind. It's an, actually a posture of the heart. It's that focus and going back to the Lord. It's God's presence and acceptance. And it starts with us drawing near to Him. It's fixing our gaze and preparing our hearts for our time with the Lord. And that's what we do whenever we do worship. I've received feedback no, na 
I invited a few friends. Sabi ko, oh, uh, tune in para you can uh, get ministered by the word. And sabi nila, uh, when I tuned in the channel of Facebook ng Victory Green Hills, ano eh, kanta pa lang. So, bumalik na lang ako after. And even in our Sunday gatherings, I hear comments like, uh, the service starts at 5, but I'll probably go in mga 5.20 kasi tapos na yung kantahan. I hope you know that singing praises and worship to God is not like showing trailers before the actual movie that you can skip it. I hope you know that prayer and worship and uh, tithes and offering and the dedication and benediction is part of the service. And worship prepares our heart for the Word. And that's why I hope today, no, for if you are at home and if you could recall the times that you attended church, there's a big difference that God will speak to us and minister to us if He has prepared us as we worship. Iba ang nagagawa ng worship. It prepares us for the heart. And that's why our worship leaders are ministers as well. Why? Because they allow us to uh, detach ourselves from our problems, allow us to surrender everything to the Lord, and for us to be able to worship Him, what happens? It reveals who God is. Whenever we sing praises, it reveals how magnificent and awesome God is that we're willing to devote 100% of our attention in worship and listening to the Word. And so to seek God is to prepare. To seek God is to prepare our minds and our hearts. Are you preparing before you pray? Are you preparing before you hear the Word of God? I hope you enjoyed the worship. But more than that, I hope you know that when we worship, it prepares our heart. It humbles us, actually. And so this is the challenge that as we pray, we also need to seek God. We need to prepare for our time with God. It's turning away all the distractions that we have. So you continue. It says, not only do we humble ourselves, right posture, do we pray to God for others, do we seek His face as we get prepared by the Word, and to turn from our wicked ways. God was telling His people through Solomon that we still need to continually repent. Repent for the things that we have done wrong. Repent for the things that we have uh, displeased God or if we have missed the mark of what the Bible says. But not only that, we are also called to repent for our people and for our land, for our nation. Repentance is uh, going back to the right direction, going back to God. In the Old Testament, the priests had to make sure that they first was repentant and cleansed of their sins. Why? Because whenever they go to the temple and if they're not right with God, may tali po sila. No? Pag hindi na gumalaw yung tali, ibig sabihin na consume na sila ni Lord and the other priests would pull them back. For us to pray for the people, for our land, for the Philippines, for healing, we actually still need to go back and repent to God. It's being right with God. It's turning 180 degrees and saying, Lord, I will not continue the wickedness or the bad things that I've been doing and I will now run towards you. As we repent for this land, our nation, the question is, are we people who are also bashing the government? Are we people who are angry at them? Are we people who are the ones criticizing them? We need to repent of that because that is not pleasing to the Lord. The Bible tells us to honor 
the people in position, to honor the people who are leading this country. So we also need to repent of our race, repent of the anger that we have, repent from that pride of thinking that we know better than them. We need to repent as we comply with the law. This is the right posture as people of God. We need to pray for the people to get involved. We need to seek God, prepare our hearts and His presence. What else? We are called to repent and be right with God. So the question is, Lord, am I qualified to do this for our land? Sino naman ako? Hindi naman ako si Solomon. Hindi naman ako si David. I'm not one of the dis- I'm not Paul. I'm just Francis. <laughs> Who am I to actually go back to the Lord and say, Lord, I am interceding in behalf of you? I hope you know that whenever we come to God, the Bible says the righteous prayer is powerful. Whenever we come to God, He sees the righteousness of Jesus in us. And that is the greatest change. That when Christ died on the cross, God does not see us as that sinful person anymore but he sees the righteousness of his son in us. And that's why it's not what we do. It's not what we have done for the Lord that he will hear our prayers. It is what Jesus has done on the cross. And that's why all of us are qualified to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek, and to repent, not only for our own concerns, but also for our nation and also for what is happening in our nation. What happens when we do this? This is the instructions of God to His people. It says, Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. The reality is this, that no matter how much we try to lock ourselves in, uh, how much we pray for that vaccine to come, I believe that it is only through the hand of God that we will get out of this situation. That if He allows us to find that cure, if He allows science to be able to produce that cure, if He allows that hand of healing to our nation and to the rest of the world, it is only through Him that we can have that blessed life again, that kind of life where we can go back to the new normal probably. It is through the hands of God. And so the Lord's promise is this, that He will hear our prayers. Not only that, He will forgive our iniquities and He will heal our land. I know that all of us want this, to heal our land, to heal our land from this COVID-19 disease, to heal our land from this mentality of panic, to heal our land from this mentality of economic meltdown, It is only through the hand of God that He can actually wipe out all that anxiety, that virus, and bring out the economy and unite, once again, the people of God. This is our calling, Church. Tinawag tayo ng Panginoon para magdasal sa bawat isa, para sa ating bayan. And my prayer is that we will be able to embrace this kind of calling. It says, He hears us, he will forgive us and He will heal us. So, what do we do? Do we just pray on our own? That's good and I hope you do that. I'm going to share more on the application later. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19-20, to 20, says, Again, I say to you, 
If two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. You know, the Bible shares that there is power in coming together. That whenever we pray, not only individually, when we do it as a church, as a church community, when we partner with someone and we declare and they agree with that prayer, there is power in this kind of prayer. And that's why every time Pastor Edgar would lead us in our prayer time at lunch, there are prayer points. And that's meant for us to pray with a partner and that's meant for us to pray all at the same time. There is power. Imagine, when everyone is praying at Victory Green Hills around 4,000 people, imagine at 12.30 in the afternoon, every one of those 4,000 plus hopefully their family members are praying for our frontliners. That's a powerful prayer because that is the unity of the people of God. So we are called to do this together. And that's why as we preach, we are actually encouraging people, all of us, everyone who is watching this, and if you know someone, uh, you can invite them to this. We, as a movement here in Victory Green Hills, Victory Philippines, and also Every Nation, has taken part in our the Unite 714. This is where they got the Second Chronicles 714 verse. And this is, uh, these are churches globally uniting as one to pray. They have prayer points. You can register. And what we do here in the Philippines is you can alarm your phone at 7.14 in the morning and at 7.14 in the evening. And this is a time for us to pray. And so you can join that. You can search Unite714. We have an, they have an online platform. We have a website for that. And you can join this movement as we pray and intercede for our land okay we're almost done and so how do we apply this word today i just want to share a few of the things that we need to do number one make a prayer list uh, make a prayer list of people that are seeking for healing put their names make a prayer list for our frontliners for the things that that you want them to receive mga ppes na makuha nila on time food make a list uh, put there the government, our president. Make your own list that you can open before and during the time you pray. Set an alarm. That's the second thing that we can do. You can also include not only the 7.14 a.m. and p.m., but you can also alarm at 12.30 to join us in our prayer meeting. You can actually alarm in the afternoon if uh, you have that time. And I know you have that time. Alam niyo kung nakapanood kayo ng mga itawon class for an hour, mga ganyan. You have so much time. And so I encourage you to alarm your phone. Number three, prepare. Prepare, worship God. It helps me before I do my devotion to hear a worship song. Sometimes I, I sing with it. And so go inside your room, lock yourself in that room, just worship God, raise your hands, and enjoy the presence of God. So you need to prepare. And lastly, pray. This is the calling of God in our lives. I'm going to say it again. God has made us into people who worship Him and to pray to Him. And it's not only for our sake, but it's also for others. So when you pray, this is the question to ask. Are you praying in passing? Are you, are you praying in passion? Are you involved in your prayers today? 
Lord, thank you that just like the prayer of Daniel, Lord God, Lord, we just bow down to you and repent of the things that our nation has done. Lord, thank you that you are a God who hears us and forgives. And so, Lord God, Lord, we pray that you save us, Lord. Heal our land, Lord God. Lord, take away this virus in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, heal everyone who is sick. Thank you, Lord God, that healing is upon you. Lord, that as you hear us, Lord God, Lord, we repent of our rebellious ways. Lord, as citizens of this nation, Lord, we are saying sorry for if we have not supported the laws, if we have grumbled against it, if we had actually uh, disregarded the laws, or if we, if we have not followed it, Lord, we just repent of our rebellious and wicked ways today. Lord, thank you that as we come to you, Lord God, we are petitioning. Lord, we are interceding for our nation. Lord, mabuhay ang bayan ng, na, na ito, Lord God. Lord, it's not an accident we are Filipinos and you have called us to pray for this country. So Lord, we speak a blessing to the Philippines. Lord, we speak a blessing to the lives of everyone here. Lord, unite our government today. Lord, unite the people, Lord God. Allow us to comply with the laws. Lord, thank you that you will heal our land as we petition, as we pray and seek you, and as we pray and repent of our ways. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and Amen.